Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. Good morning. So in the Entrepreneur Rollercoaster book, I told you the story about when I acquired my dream home atop Tiburon across the bay from San Francisco. And when I walked my dad up to the floor to ceiling, wall to wall, picture glass window that overlooked the most breathtaking, literally, and spectacular views you possibly could even imagine to ask him proudly what he thought of it. And he responded with, look, there's a water stain up there in the corner pointing at the ceiling. Of the billions of things visible standing at the precipice of what felt like standing atop the world, he found the one possible negative. It was heartbreaking. And this is not just a crappy quirk that my father had. It is one that we all have. We are negative-seeking creatures. Even in the most magnificent of situations or circumstances, we can find what's wrong with it. And we usually do. While I find the aspect of our nature perpetually annoying, I guess it does make sense. You see, for hundreds of thousands of years, we walked around on the savannas in a loincloth with a flimsy spear and wondered when we might be lunched to a fanged, clawed, and much bigger and faster and stronger predator. Looking across the vast and probably beautiful savanna, we had to look for and seek out the one thing that wasn't just right the one possible negative and potentially dangerous thing from the billions of sensory inputs that we're experiencing. The rustle in the grass, the moving shadow in the distance, the odd sound. You are here because your ancestors were pessimists. They constantly sought out the negative. But what about the optimists, you asked? The ones who focused on the positive things in their environment? Yeah, they're not here. They were eaten long, long ago. So I get this negativity bias is encoded into our survival system DNA. But in the modern world, it just makes you super annoying. People delight in pointing out the one spelling mistake in a 190 slide presentation where you poured your heart and soul out delivering life-altering insights after putting in 300 plus hours of work and preparation for them. Or Other people who get access to those two hours of distilled brilliance, but still find and angrily point out the one reference or the single photo or the one idea that they quote, took offense to. What you miss with this focus and mindset is everything else. The spectacular view of everything else standing before you, the beauty and splendor of the rest of the Savannah Vista, the 99% of what could have helped you versus fixating on that 1% that was wrong to you. So I say, stop looking for the stain, man. You're seeing them because you're looking for them. Start looking for and seeing the splendor, all that is good and right and just and beautiful and positive and possible about everything and everyone around you. Sure, there are going to be stains, but look for what is beautiful, what is possible instead. To do this, you have to work at it. Our base default is negative, cynical, and pessimistic for all the reasons that I just explained. A USC Berkeley psychologist, Rick Hansen, put it, the mind is like Velcro for negative experiences and Teflon for positive ones. Our tendency is to pay more attention to bad things and overlook the good things. 
This is, by the way, why news media focuses on what's negative and why political smear campaigns influence better than a candidate just championing their positive vision. Negativity and nastiness have much bigger impact on our brain. Negative emotions have a three times stronger impact than positive emotions do. But to create positive outcomes in your life, you need to find positive opportunities, positive potential possibilities. And to find them, you have to see them. To see them, you have to seek them. And this will require a proactive effort on your part because it is not natural for you. Here's what I suggest that you do. Number one, become aware of what you are looking for. At the end of the day, when you are going over your day with your spouse or your girlfriend or your family member, are you going over the gossip of the day? The he said, she said, you should have seen, you won't believe, every mishap, slight, or annoying thing that happened in your day? Or do you talk about the successes, the progress, the moments of joy and satisfaction that you experienced throughout your day? If you wonder, ask whoever you normally download to what your tendency is. I bet you'll be surprised. Number two, adjust your gaze. When you are looking at the, out the picture glass, across the savanna, or over your Facebook feed, or your Twitter feed, or in the brainstorming meeting with your team, or in the discussion with your kids or spouse, ask yourself, what do I agree with? Instead of, what do I disagree with? What is good about this? Instead of what is bad or wrong with this? What is positive as a takeaway or a learning that I can take away from this? Instead of throwing it all out because the 1% you didn't like or agree with. And a big bonus EQ tip here. For the best and the brightest among us, always praise publicly, criticize privately. If you're gonna post a public comment, if you're gonna stand up in a meeting and go to the microphone, if you're gonna raise your hand on a webinar, if you're gonna contribute to the brainstorming meeting, point out what you praise, not criticize. If you feel compelled to point out an error, to correct somebody, to air a grievance, or even criticize, do it privately, one-on-one. -on -one. Notice that we don't build statues for cynics or critics. Create a reputation as a builder, not a wrecker. There's a poem that goes like this. I watched them tear a building down, a gang of men in a busy town. With a mighty heave and a lusty yell, they swung a boom and the sidewall fell. I said to the foreman, are these men skilled as the men you'd hire if you had to build? He gave me a laugh and said, no, indeed, just a common laborer is all I need and I can wreck in a day or two what it took the builder a year to do. And I thought to myself as I went my way, just which of these roles have I tried to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by the rule and square? Or am I a wrecker as I walk the town, content with the labor of tearing down? Be known as a builder, not a wrecker.